Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was now finest. Welcome to Peachy Dish. My name's Nathan. And I'm Sean. I'm full of Panda Express and I'm ready to go. Are you full of Panda Express? Because you took a poop and so maybe all the Panda Express came out already. Shake down the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing weight because I cut out my entire tract. Wow. Okay. I, don't, I don't have long to live, Sean. Not so we need to finish wouldn't. these episodes. Yep. yep. Let's get it out um, there. Okay. So guys, maybe you've been joining us for our multi-part series on Venom. Yep. It's been a very toxic series so far. A lot of... A lot of crazy stuff. A lot of things knickknacking and buying on you. A lot of Tom Hardy. Last episode, we talked about not birds. There's no venomous birds. We talked about, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, except D. What? From It's Always Sunny. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She is both venomous and, and a very an large, flightless bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we talked about arthropods mostly and some jellyfish and shit like that. Last episode. Uh, now we're going to talk about some of the heavy hitters. Right, we're going to talk about reptiles and mostly snakes, although we're going to get a couple cameos mm-hmm. from, in fact, not really a cameo, kind of a starring role for Gila monsters. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to go into mammals. Yeah. There are some poisonous mammals, and they're not all in the Supreme Court. Okay? Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, hey, man, Gorsuch votes with Indian rights. You know what I mean? Mixed feelings. He did one good thing. Well, he's got one good subject. Every time it comes up, he's like, yo, but wait a minute. We have these treaties, bro. Why are we still fucking Native Americans? And you're like, that's cool, Gorsuch. He's like, no one gets abortions. <laughs> and you're like, mixed feelings. See, I feel like... <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, I'm just saying, for me, my tier list of uh, Supreme Court justices, uh, I mean, let's say Republican ones, because yeah. I'm fine with all the liberal ones, yeah. is like, I like... I, I guess Roberts, okay. because he's scared. Yeah. Right? Like, Roberts gets it. He's mm-hmm. like, we're right on the edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then I I like Gorsuch, mm-hmm. because at least he's on Native American rights and is, like, otherwise a totally crazy textualist. Sure, sure. And After that yeah. is Kavanaugh and um, Barrett, okay. uh, because, I mean, honestly, they're more like Roberts. Uh, so I agree with the rulings a little bit more often than Gorsuch, uh-huh. but I also think they're total hacks. Yeah. Um, and then it's Clarence Thomas, because he's, like, trying to overthrow the Republic or something, and then it's Alito. Whoa! Because Alito is, like, no principles, nothing. He's just an operative, basically. He's just, like, straight-up a party operative for the Republican Party. Huh. And so he has no consistency, nor... He's neither principles, nor, um, you know, any... What's the way to say that? He has neither principles, nor do I agree with his politics in any way. Yeah, I would have the same tier list, except I would swap Alito and Thomas. Really? Because Thomas is, like, mentally deficient. He's, like, not actually intelligent enough to be on the Supreme Court. 
Oh. And it's, it's shown literally his entire career since before he was on the Supreme Court. I feel like, I mean, I guess there's a certain animal cunning to Alito, but like he's also kind of a schmo who shouldn't be on the Supreme Court. I guess I don't want any of those guys on the Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, I don't, I don't want them on the Supreme Court, but like Thomas does as many terrible things as Alito does, but Thomas is an idiot. So like that's that's bad. That, that's a that, that's an even worse situation. <laughs> and his wife is like a seditious traitor. You okay, I mean? so that's actually our first segment on <laughs> venomous mammals. So we've gotten that out of the way. All right. right, this was an intro. Yeah. Okay, so let's reiterate. We're gonna talk about some venomous reptiles. We're gonna talk about some venomous mammals. Uh, and then after that, we're gonna talk about some really crazy shit. What are the medical applications of venom? That's killing your enemies. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Let's do it. So, you I hope you enjoyed a little bit of that music. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Okay, guys. So, I think when we think about venomous creatures, yeah. right? I do think people think about spiders a lot. Uh, the, you know, all that crap. Yeah. People definitely think about reptiles. Yeah. Right? Snakes, for sure. Snakes. Yes. But fuck snakes for a second. Just, We're going to talk about lizards. Just one second. We're going to talk about how there are two species of lizard that are also venomous. Yeah. Uh, the Mexican beaded lizard. Yeah. And the Gila monster. I thought it was bearded this whole time. Nope, it's it was beaded. the Mexican bearded lizard. This one's beaded. All right, so we got the Mexican beaded lizard and the Gila monster. Yep. Uh, so jaws, right? Jaws. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> they so, don't got like hypodermic needle fangs, right? They do not. And also, you know, the venom glands in a snake are often kind of in the upper parts of their heads, yeah. sort of nearby their eyes. It's why they have striking cheekbones. Yes. Yes. But these lizards, the gland is instead in their lower jaw, and it secretes the venom out onto their teeth, and then they bite you. But these are lizards, though. They can't kill you. So Gila monsters really typically bite only if they are kind of afraid. Oh, right? and by the way, Gila monsters, their range is like the American Southwest and Northern Mexico, right? And the Mexican beaded lizard, ironically, is in Africa, right? <laughs> no, it's also in Mexico. Also they're, actually, okay. they're actually very closely related species, yeah. which is why they both have this feature. Do you think, like, do I sound more like a schmuck if I say Mexico or Mexico? Like... I, you know I, what I mean? I don't care, actually, yeah. You don't care? Yeah, I think you can do either one. Okay. Follow your dreams. What if I say Mexico? <laughs> well, that's, that's a little bit worse, but I think, I think part of that was the body movement that you did when you were saying that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so, People don't know yeah. how sexy that was. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, anyway, anyway. So, Gila monsters. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to kill an adult human. Yeah. But it will super hurt. It's very painful. Oh, it's really? very, very painful bite. Because it has a lot of compounds in it that actually hit those pain neurons ah, and set them off. Rude. Specifically, serotonin and bradykinin releasing. That's compounds. interesting. So it's not like it's denaturing anything. It's like actually tricking. And I guess tricking is the wrong term. But like basically, what I'm trying to say is, it's not like the toxins we talked about earlier that are like breaking down your cells. Yeah. This is more just like hitting your neurotransmitters and being like, "You're in pain. You hurt." <laughs> and you're like, ah. Yeah, so aside from the pain, you know, there's a couple other components of the venom that can do a little bit of damage. It can make you a little bit nauseous. It can cause your blood pressure to drop a little bit. Yeah, but it's I know not a lot of people serious. who get nauseous when they have a Gila monster on their arm. They're like, oh, yes. Ah! Yes. Yeah. this vomit spiraling out well, of their mouth. Well, <laughs> uh, a lot of times 
it's a defensive thing, but then once they've latched on, they kind of forget to let go sometimes. Uh, so, right. like, you'll literally have a Gila monster, like, on your arm, and you're in a huge amount of pain, and you need to, like, get it off your yeah. arm. And I was reading about, like, ways to do that. Yeah. And they're like, you can just grab it and yank it off, but right. it might cause more damage. Right. So, another thing you can do is yeah. submerge it in water. Oh, that's smart. And sort of, like, kind of, like, wiggle it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be like, oh, I'm underwater. Like, I, I need to, like, do something to breathe and I stuff like that. I pleasure the lizard. <laughs> no, it's interesting, right? Because snakes are just smarter than lizards, I feel like. Because yeah. snakes are like, wah! Yeah. Right? I mean, and that makes sense for their objectives. You would think a lizard. Upon biting a larger creature, be like, now I gotta go. Yeah. But lizards do really have a tendency to just latch. <laughs> and it seems like, it's like, now you also have to die. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. it is, it's a defense mechanism. It doesn't feel like it. Because they know that as soon as they let go, they're in more danger. So they don't let go unless they feel like they have a place to escape to. See, I don't know. But, well, you ha you can say that now. You just said it. It just doesn't make any sense to me because, like, I know where it is now because it's <laughs> on my arm, right? Like, now I could I just punch it. I just punch the shit out of you. Whereas if it just bit me and, like, and ran off, like, I would be dealing with my wound, right? No, because they only grab on if they feel like, if they let go. Right. If they could escape, that actually would have been the first thing they right, would do but anyway. They, if they feel like they can't escape safely, then they're just going to latch on because it's life and death. I don't know. I know you're right. I'm just, I question them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stacy said some stuff about basically the only time that they're going to be biting is if they're cornered and can't run away in the first place. So they're latching down and it's kind of like a life or death last ditch effort yeah and then that makes it so that they don't let go i don't know when lizards bite me i see the look in their eyes and they they want me to see them i still I think like. they're stupid yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean whatever they're just it's, some it's of the lizards they, they might have a reason for it i just okay. think they're dumb okay so these uh gila monsters produce their venom for defensive purposes right, not eat for eggs. offensive purposes yeah and you don't need you don't need venom on the eggs. <laughs> you don't need to like paralyze an egg right. before eating Maybe it. Maybe because of all that citric acid, <laughs> it tastes better. <laughs> it's like, ooh, it's like uh, a little tapatillo. Yeah, you got kind of you kind of cook the egg a That's little bit funny. with the we acid. We should have tapatillo glands in our face, right? Because that could that be defensive. Would be very useful for you and I because yeah. we put hot sauce on everything. That's true. So that would just help. I want yucateca. I want like oh, habanero. You, you, yucateca would be better than tapatillo. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, sure. Well, anyway, anyway. Okay, it's so dream. <laughs> so those are our venomous lizard buddies. That was fast. And then say my Mexican beaded. They're just like they're pretty much the same. Oh, okay. They're very similar. And in both cases, the Mexican beaded lizard and the Gila monster are pretty slow moving lizards. Right. So like, you really can't get bit by one unless, unless you're like trying to get it. Unless you're like going for it. You know what I mean? You're I like, see, I want to be bit by. In this lizard. seventh grade, I was catching bees with my fingers. Right. So I would like, because like, I had this theory, I was like, I bet they're like crawdads. So I'd get them whoop, right under the wings uh -huh. and then feed them to a spider. Oh. And the fourth one got out and stung me. And I wasn't mad about it because I was like, well, I had that coming. Yeah. Um, although then it got infected and it had this like fat fucking ring finger. Yikes. But no ring because no one liked me for like. Uh... You were in seventh grade. <laughs> no. There better not be a ring. Just <laughs> <laughs> promise rings. Some kind of child bride. <laughs> To Elon Musk or something like that? I don't want that to happen. I, I went online. I looked. <laughs> I was like, want to buy a doll bride? 
Good God. <laughs> WTB on World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 13-year-old Jaini looking Whoa. for love. Yeah. All right. All right. That's not funny. So so snakes. So we're on snakes now, guys. <laughs> yes. Very smooth transition. Yeah. Um, there are. Because I'm like a viper. Oh. <laughs> I'm an, uh, yeah. yeah. I was a 13-year-old viper in Yikes. your husband's bed. Wait, no. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. So, there are around 3,000 species of snakes worldwide, and about 10 to 15% of them are venomous. Okay. So, not all snakes are venomous. Right. And it's just a minority. Right. The most venomous one is, take a guess, where's this one? (laughs) We'll give you a second to take a guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right! (laughs) (laughs) Right, so the inland typen? Yeah, the, the inland typen. Yeah, That's how you'd say that? Probably, I think. Yeah. yeah. So the inland typen is the most poisonous, most venomous yes. snake. They have the most toxic venom, and the way that they figure this out is by taking the snakes, milking the snakes for their venom, yeah, right? and then giving doses to mice, right? And you start out with a little tiny dose, and you escalate the dose yeah. and see. At what dose did you kill 50% of the mice? That dose where you killed 50% of the mice is called the LD50 or lethal dose 50. Right. The venom of the inland typen has the lowest LD50 of any snake venom we've tested. Yeah. Which means at very, very tiny doses, you still kill 50% of the mice. It's very good at killing mice. Yeah. And indeed, the prey of inland typens are things like rats and mice. Right. Which they kill really rapidly. It's like, whoop, and it's dead. Yeah, so some snakes, the way that they will uh, hunt prey is they'll bite their prey like once. And then let them die And then time. like back away. Right. right? And then kind of track their prey over time and their prey will eventually collapse. Yeah. That kind of thing. This is because, to people's surprise, mice can actually really fuck a snake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like a lot of the prey that snakes will hunt are well equipped with all kinds of shit to like seriously fuck up or kill a snake. So yeah. the snake will just kind of going to pounce in, get a bite in real quick, and then retreat. Right? Yeah. Not an inland typen. Their venom is so strong that basically they go up, bite the mouse several times in quick succession. Right. And then just chill because the mouse is dead in seconds. Right. And, and this is something that we had alluded to in the last episode. But, like, the reason they can then eat something filled with their highly toxic venom is just because ingested venom basically just breaks down. Right? So it's, yeah. like, not a big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You just digest it up. Right. It like uh, a lot of it, hey citric acid. We eat that all the time. Again, it tastes right. And then a lot of those other things, peptides and proteins. Yeah. Peptides and proteins. They're just eating a steak made out of their own venom. Right? I actually got an Australian hot sauce called Typen. That's actually just Typen venom. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. And I just poured it right on my tacos. You got tacos in Australia. Uh, I that's had the I, ha- I had part. them imported. <laughs> okay. okay, that's good. I was they be like, were I don't old, <laughs> <laughs> but the hot sauce masked some of the the decomposition I that see. happened on the boat. Nice. <laughs> all right, all right. So inland typens must kill just like fifty thousand Australians a week, then, right? So, because if you, there's any group of people who are like, oh, let me grab that, <laughs> let me get it. That that would be true normally, but I was actually uh, there's there's been more and more deaths in the northern territories by crocodiles uh. Uh, because like which conservationists apparently like obviously people dying is not like intrinsically good, but it's a sign of crocodile populations increasing, which uh-huh. conservationists are happy about. Uh-huh. Um, and in a very Australian twist, the reason there's so many deaths is because it's like this one part of this river where like all the saltwater crocs are proliferating where like people just still can't help but like wade into the river and to fish 
<laughs> and then they get caught. <laughs> and you're just like, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can lead a horse to Crocs, right? And, and then they'll get eaten. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Someday Australians will learn a lesson. Yeah, yeah. They'll learn a lesson someday. <laughs> yeah. I believe in it. But look, here's the thing. First of all, we're much bigger than inland Taipans. And Ooh. And we're, we're much bigger than mice and rats. And inland so, Taipans know that we are not their prey. Right. So they only really bite us, again, if they feel totally cornered and have no choice. Yeah. Uh, which would have to mean that the person would have to be very Australian. Because right. these snakes do not live anywhere near people. And they barely are above ground ever. Yeah. They spend almost all of their time underground. So like, you would have to be working super fucking hard to corner an inland Taipan. Snakes like Taipans are much smarter than humans or specifically Americans, right? Because a Taipan can see a person, and a person's, like, bigger than a mouse. And mm -hmm. they'll be like, well, I don't eat that. Yep. Whereas an American could see any size of burger and be like, that's going in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, out there, there are clearly burgers that eat you. you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. And just, like, Americans like, don't care. It was, like, the heart attack cafe that used to be in Las Vegas. And, like, people uh, who are over, like, 300 or 400 pounds or something sure. actually ate free. Oh. And, like, right. like people would die. Right? Sure, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. Or, like, literally any restaurant that Guy Fieri has ever opened. Right, right. right. Same yeah. situation. Yeah. Okay, well, um, right. So, while we're on the topic of snakes... Uh, I had read some kind of interesting things about yeah. venom composition. Yeah. By the way, black mambas are the most dangerous snake, right? I just want to throw that out there. I noticed it wasn't in the notes. I looked it up, but black mambas are very dangerous. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so keep going. <laughs> I, I just want to call out, you know? There's a lot of dangerous snakes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, there's like a lot of cobras in India. Yeah, the, so so the inland type in is... The status has... snake makes. <laughs> in India. Hey, boo! <laughs> hey! That's a rattlesnake. <laughs> Indian snakes are scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> South American snakes are like... <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a new segment we're doing? <laughs> no, no. Fake no. animal sounds? <laughs> um, so, so the inland type in has the most toxic venom, but that doesn't mean that it's the most dangerous snake to humans, right? Right. In fact, coastal typhons in Australia are more dangerous because Aussies live on the coast. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and, oh, shitload of snakes in India are way more dangerous than almost any snake in Australia because there's so many more snakes nearby people in India. Yeah, there's like 1.4 billion Indians and yeah. snakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, Indians... 1.4 billion snakes. So, one of the reasons why, like, globally, the worldwide number for snake deaths is so high yeah. is because of India. Like, and, India drives that number. And black mambas in Africa, right? Yes, but it still to a lower extent. That's when they're dancing. To a lesser extent than India. Like it, when two black mamas are dancing, they're like, whoa! Rayo! Like polyrhythmic drums. That's great. That's great. I'm glad we're doing this. Sorry, anyway. guys, they're Mamba! India, <laughs> India is the main place right. where snakes kill people. Yeah, yeah. I just love biryani, dude. They yeah. like smell it and they're like, ooh, is that masala? <laughs> Every, everyone should. Yeah. Biryani is delicious. Wee. You got to get some of that biryani. The snake. <laughs> yes, I, I get it. <laughs> All your noises are snakes right now. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, so, while on the topic of snakes, venom composition right. is something that can differ between. It's not just that like different species have like small differences in their venom, it's that there's kind of two classes of snake venom. Right. There's one kind that's very fast acting and kills you very quickly. Okay. And then there's a much slower acting, more likely to paralyze and to cause some tissue digestion, pre-digestion. Right. 
So, like, for example, the Inland Typen is one where it kills very quickly, right? Which is, I think, called the Type 2 Venom. Mm. What it turns out is that rattlesnakes, like rattlesnakes in the United States, the young rattlesnakes have a venom that tends to kill quickly, kind of like the Inland Typen. Okay. This is maybe because they're pretty small when they're young, and they tend to hunt even smaller prey. So really, they just want to get in there, kill it, and eat it. They can swallow it up pretty quickly. Okay, but famously, jackalope rattlesnakes, they hunt the biggest prey, which is jackalopes. <laughs> Larger rattlesnakes, yeah. like ones as they grow up, they do tend to go after mammals and birds. So their venom composition has to change. Yeah, and their venom tends to switch over to being higher in metalloproteases, which do some predigestion. And don't kill the prey quite as quickly. Right. It's like a, it'll paralyze the prey. And part of that is so that the prey doesn't die and start rotting before the snake can finish eating it. Right, right. right. And that change can happen within the lifespan of a rattlesnake. So when it's young, it'll be type 2 fast venom. Right. And then as it grows up, it'll switch over to kind of this slower venom, which is one of the reasons why young rattlesnakes in the U.S. are actually more dangerous to humans than older rattlesnakes. Mm. This is like switching from Whopper Juniors to Whoppers. Boy, is it? Dude. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a break. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, let's take a break. Take a break. Nathan needs to reload all of his animal sounds, right? Because he he just splooged all of them everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, so let's take a break. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a snake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. (laughs) Yeah, let's take a break. I got you doing it. And when we come back, let's talk about venomous mammals. Crazy. to take my pants off it's getting right. hot here yeah 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 okay guys so we're back and uh you know snakes very interesting i love snakes we all i mean probably most of us thought just all snakes are venomous, right like we all know snakes are venomous yeah mammals yeah what the fuck this one's fun yeah uh so there are basically three kinds of venomous mammal yeah platypus some shrews and the slow loris. Right, yeah. What What is a loris? I've never really heard of that. Yeah, loris is a, it's a primate. It's a primate that, you know, it, it looks... Uh, kind of looks like a lemur. Yeah, it's got a lemur kind of vibe it's to it. Javanese. And it's, it's nocturnal, so it's kind of got bigger eyes, yeah. you know what I mean, and everything. So there are a few different species of slow loris. This one we're specifically talking about is the Javan slow loris. Right, this is where all the beans came from. Like Javanese from beans. From the slow lords, yeah. No, uh, yeah, it poops it out. Yeah. Yeah, it increases uh, but the quality. It's, it's the only venomous primate that we know of. That's cool. Okay, so we're talking. Talking like, like a monkey. There's a monkey. It's a primate, yeah. <laughs> there we go. No, okay, well, that's crazy. A venomous primate, that's nuts. Yeah, so they have a venomous bite. Okay. But... Their venom is not formed in a gland in their mouth or anything like that. Interesting. So it's not like a Gila monster. It's not like a viper where it's like kind of up in their head or anything. Yeah. Is it like a bee and it's in its asshole? Close. Yeah. Close. <laughs> it's the gland. That their That's venom, where all my venom is stored. Their venom is an oily secretion that uh, kind of oozes out of sweat is. glands on their arms. That's like that's like the first band. We are oily secretion. You know, they're like... Why is it the first they're band? They're like play to ween, you know? <laughs> 
Oh, oh, you mean like in a concert? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the opening band. Opening. Okay, I've been opening to act. like one concert in my life, and it was They Might Be Giants. They didn't have an opening band, if I remember you correctly. Gotta, you gotta get out there. Listen to more music made by people still alive. Yeah, dude. I'm listening to Bach right now. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, so it gets secreted out of these glands on their arms. It's basically like a modified sweat. It's pretty gross. And they lick it up while grooming, wow. right? So they're licking their arms to groom. They're getting this venom into their mouths. Disgusting. Into this special kind of formation of teeth right. called like a tooth comb. So what, do they just like bite orangutans and wait them to, for them to die or something? Well, so let's think about our options for venom, right? Sometimes it's used for hunting. Yeah. Right? Sometimes it's used in defense against, right. you know, like a predator or something like that. And this is interesting. This and is not really either. Right. It's not either. Because when it comes to their prey, they mostly eat fruit. Like Gotta 70% poison of that their fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that apple's getting away! 70% <laughs> of their diet's fruit. Right. And then the 30% remaining is mostly bugs. Yeah. Which really they don't need to invent. Also, yeah, right. Yeah. It's a fat fucking bug, though. So... At first, people were like, okay, well, if it's not for prey, yeah. then maybe it's defense against predators. Right. And just, I mean, they're like a lemur looking thing. They don't really need to fight back for defense. They like run away or something, right? Yeah. It just, it turns out it doesn't seem like they really use their venom for that anyway. Right. What they do notice, yeah, though. Yeah. We noticed that older, older one of these lorises, they got all sorts of scars. Yes. As you're looking out into the slow loris population, older males tend to have fucked up faces yeah like seriously deformed huge gashes and stuff like wow. that really damaged and what they figured out is that actually this venom is for male male competition probably God. over mates jesus dude and they're just going at each other and you know causing some damage from like the bite and everything right yeah. but then the venom gets in and keeps the tissue from being able to heal degrades the flesh Wow. And everything like that. And so you see, like, really fucked up slow lorises out there. It is kind of flabbergasting that uh, this weird venom would evolve just for sexual selection. I guess yeah. it's not even sexual selection, just for, like, fucking each other Well, up. so if you think about it, um, sweat glands are also something that can make pheromones and stuff like that for sexual selection, right? And we know that there's a lot of things that have evolved over time for male-male interspecific competition, right? right. Over mates like and gymnastics. And so in this case, instead of making, you know, some kind of very pungent... Although, I will say, the venom smells really bad also. Right. It's a terrible smell, but there like... There you go. You need to stop hanging out with Loris's, dude. They're just... <laughs> they're so slow and cute at first, and then you smell them, and then they bite you <laughs> yeah. and your face is deformed. That's why you look the way you look. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just born that way. <laughs> You're my brother. <laughs> uh, so look. Uh, so Loris <laughs> gotcha. So probably the sweat, sweat gland and what it was secreting evolved over time. Yeah. To make it so that they could have that extra oomph, that extra advantage over other males. That's fucking bonkers, dude. Yeah. So their venom can cause paralysis, nausea, a lot of local tissue damage, and uh, it can cause like some heartbeat problems, arrhythmia, potentially death. And realistically, a slow loris is never really going to bite a person, right? You need to, like, severely fuck with a slow loris for them to bite a person. Right. They're just not interested. Man, it's, like, crazy how bonobos happen to stumble upon this kingdom of fuck. And, like, all other primates are just, like, little genocidal freaks. Yeah, bonobos really had it right, but no one agrees with them. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of, They sort of got their own thing yeah, going Yeah, all, all the chimpanzees are like feminists. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so 
We also have some venomous shrews. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. There. This is interesting. Shrews. I didn't know shrews were feminists. Uh, fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, so shrews often like to eat bugs. Yes. Which are pretty small Man. compared to the size of a shrew. A shrew is kind of like a, a big mouse. And it's got that kind of nose that goes out, right, a little bit. It's got, like, a little snout. Um, Shrews typically just gobble up insects really quickly. Like, there are shrews that are venomous and shrews that are not venomous. But in either case, those shrews don't really use venom on insects and will eat them very quickly. So what's the deal, man? Shrews also sometimes take down larger prey. (laughs) Yeah. Like, prey that is kind of similar to them, well... Kind of similar in size to the shrew. So not a baby, because babies are bigger yeah, than a really small baby. But like a frog, for yeah, example. Fucking huge shrew. <laughs> like, the, like the giant shrews of Madagascar. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Or like the Welsh shrew, which oh. is just like a five-foot woman. Which inspired the taming of the shrew. Yeah, yeah yes. exactly. Got it. Um, so, like if they're trying to take down a frog or something like that. Okay, and so if you look at a venomous shrew versus a non-venomous shrew and see them try to take down a frog, one thing you'll notice is both will definitely go after the frog. They're both interested in eating it. Yeah. And their goal is to incapacitate the frog and then keep it like in their burrow for a while and eat it over time. Yeah. Because it's too big for them to eat in one meal. Gross. Okay. Now, the way that the venomous shrew goes about this is it uses its venom while it's fighting the frog to kind of paralyze the frog temporarily. Okay. Okay. The non-venomous shrew will have to fight a lot harder to get the frog to stop moving around. <clears throat> typically tearing off its limbs. Wow. So that the frog can't run away anymore. There you go. And then drag the limbless frog back to their burrow. Highly perturbing. The venomous shrew will use its venom to paralyze the frog first. And then we'll probably rip off a leg or two just for safe, you know, better safe than for sorry. Fun. Right? You know, you, you, don't, you don't want to leave those <laughs> yeah. limbs around. Yeah. Um... But at the end of the day, it's mainly used for hunting down larger prey to give them a little bit of an advantage while fighting, basically. Uh, So what are these venoms like chemically? So we don't know that that well. Okay. Venomous shrews, the analysis has not been done to the same extent that like snakes have. In part because... They're not dangerous to humans. Yeah. Shrews can't bite hard enough to break human skin. So like we literally cannot be envenomated by them. That's cool. Right. And because of that, people have, like, really not given a shit too much in studying what's in their venom, right? Because well, it's not what dangerous. what if it's got compounds in there that can help cure cancer? Yeah, so more recently, as, as our... As we've gotten more desperate for things. Well, sure. But also yeah. because as our tools for analyzing what different small molecules are in a complex mix, yeah. those tools have gotten a lot better. Computers have gotten a lot better to be yeah. able to process through it's data like, like that. some English pervert just rubbing shrew teeth. Yeah, yeah. So we've found certain compounds in there that are like, oh, this is sort of similar to the snake venom, and this is sort of similar to this jellyfish venom, and stuff like that. So yeah. we, we found things that it matches up to, but we're still learning what each individual component does. Uh, what they have found is that some of the peptides in there are the same kind that like set off a lot of pain receptors. Mm. The same sort of small molecules and things in like the Gila monster venom that we were talking about earlier. Interesting. But... Undoubtedly, it has stuff that acts as a neurotoxin because paralyzing is part of the point. So, all right. so I'm sure that that's in there. It's just we don't know all the deets. Not yet. Our last boy, the platypus. Yeah, so platypus, our weird Australian buddy. 
Okay, they, they're hot spurs. Yeah, they like <laughs> Sung Hyo Min yeah, and Harry Kane. They have these right. little spurs uh, on their hind legs. Yeah. Right? That have these glands attached. They're cowboys. And the glands. Yeah, basically. Yeah, the gaucho amigo. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, these glands, and they kind of get venom into their little jabby guys, and they can stab things. So the thing is that while developing, all platypuses have these spurs. But males are the only ones that keep them into adulthood. Right. You, you know, platypuses are part of the reason Australia has its most famous term. Because when they attack, they go, good eye! Good eye! <laughs> <laughs> and Australians are like, ah! <laughs> it's like, good eye! Good eye! Good eye! <laughs> That's where they picked up good day. Hey, we're like 150 episodes in. This is quality humor is what this is. You know what I mean? I think people at home don't know how long it takes for Nathan to write these kinds of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds. <laughs> well, don't spoil the magic. Okay, um, okay so look. Uh, so males are the ones. Imagine it's like some poor prisoner who just landed on his boat in this old virgin country, and then and and he, he, from the creek. Yeah. Good day. Good day. Who would seriously? His bottom was like floundering after him. Good day. Good day. That would be a bummer. Yes, I'd be very scared. Um, right back to England, dude. That is scarier than the entire show yeah. lost. And you can't even run that fast because you got like the big old yeah, Victorian Yeah, the angle. ball and chain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they just like fumbly with a ball and chain as his platypus run after you. Good night, good night. <laughs> well, that's awfully dumb. Terrifying, I'll tell you that much. Uh, okay, so males are the ones that keep these spurs into adulthood. And it seems like they use the spurs to fight with one another again during mating season. Man, mammals are dumb. I get snake venom. Mammal venom is... It's so toxic, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're all about fighting with each other. Yeah, uh, and uh, we have further evidence for this in the fact that actually the glands that make the venom are only turned on during mating season. Wow. The rest of the year, they don't even bother making venom. Oh, that, I mean, that, that makes sense. Yeah, pretty good. What do platypuses normally eat? Uh, they're like they're like digging shit? up like uh, snails and worms and uh, shit in, okay. the, in the water. You Another know I mean? thing you don't eat venom for. Uh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they use their duck bill to sort of like scan in the mud, you know right. what I mean? To like find like little wormy guys right. and stuff like that. As alluded to in our scenario, our historical scenario, um, platypuses can hurt humans. Yeah. 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 Platypuses can definitely fuck people yeah. up. Yeah. So we've never seen anyone die from platypus venom. So right. Well, nice. we've never seen it. Right? I mean, like, there's a lot, corpses a lot of things, littered across the A lot of things happen in the outback <laughs> yeah, that we don't yeah, know yeah. about, okay? Outback, no rules. Yeah. Okay, I've heard that. Um, so <laughs> sounds like a Fire Island thing, right? Like, like if Fire Island it's, it's was in literally the, outback, the motto no, of Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, <laughs> no, no rules. rules. <laughs> I'm not joking. This is like literally their tagline. Hilarious. Um, so platypuses can't really kill people with their venom, but you might wish you were dead. Okay. Yeah. All right. We have a lot to learn about what specific stuff in platypus venom is so fucked up. Right. But. What's clear is that once you are in We only with taught Australians about peptides a few months ago. So they haven't had the opportunity <laughs> yeah, they're, to They're to playing catch-up. The they're yeah. playing catch-up. Yeah. But they're uh, a brightish group, so they'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> it's very bright down there. <laughs> <laughs> once you get injected with this venom, first thing that you're going to feel is in that limb, pretty quickly, extreme pain. Interesting. Right? So if you get jabbed in the hand, your entire arm is going to be under extreme pain. But Probably is, the worst pain you've ever experienced. If this is a spur, this is like some Jackie Chan shit. They got to be like hiking, like, waka! Yeah. <laughs> like, 
to, yeah. to, I mean, because they're gonna kick. Well, I, I don't know what you're doing to the platypus. Yeah, right? like, I'm like, who knows what you're doing to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it, it's gonna figure it out. <laughs> I think I know what this person's doing to it. I don't. I don't. They wanna. deserve to get envenomated. <laughs> okay, so look, um, doctor, my dick's on fire. <laughs> I can't feel I mean, my dick. Honestly, it would be such a huge bummer. <laughs> so the, the extreme, doctor. the extreme pain will wear off over the course of days to weeks. Wow. But it will leave your arm super sensitive to pain. You mean penis. We're gonna go with arm. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna leave it super sensitive to pain. Yeah. So that means like a breeze can make your arm feel painful. Yeah, but breezes in Australia kill lots of people, right? I know, that's why I'm it's saying it. It's just a lethal area. <laughs> You're correct. So but, you could, so so some people, this is why some people purposely get their penis platypused, right? Because then, <laughs> yeah, you like that, right? <laughs> because then you're hypersensitive. So like, even if you're circumcised... Hypersensitive. It's like having a force. Hypersensitive to pain, Nathan. <laughs> not pleasure. Did you just it's like not good. how terrible everything <laughs> was? Sometimes you just have to triage it and move on. You know what I mean? It's like it's like wounds during the Civil War. You're like, no one's coming back from that one. It's right? like how you gotta triage your dick after a platypusy gets it. Right? What, what, what's that hand motion you're doing? It's what, triaging. It, no, that looks like a tourniquet. Are yeah. you doing a tourniquet on your dick? I don't know the difference. <laughs> Triage is when a nurse goes around and is like, gonna live, gonna live, gonna die, gonna live. Uh, that kind of thing. That's, uh, that's not a- not wrapping something around your dick <laughs> to make it so the platypus Well, that's stage two, is you get platypus <laughs> on your penis you. and then the nurse <laughs> comes <laughs> over for triage. This is dumb. <laughs> All right. So look, look. After right. being sensitized to pain, it'll also be kind of swollen. It'll be very hard to use your limb. This can last months. Uh, yes. But luckily, you can just take morphine. See, that's the thing. The pain caused by platypus venom, we do not have anything that's effective against it. Fascinating. Including morphine. And it's in part because we kind of don't know what it is. Yeah, well, what, what it does mean, though, is that whatever mechanism it's sending pain signals to your brain, it can't be blocked by a lot of the things that normally can block those pain signals. Right. And we have a lot of different blockers for pain. Ugh. And it's interesting that there is a kind of pain that we can't effect at all. It's like umami. It's like a new flavor of pain. Yeah, basically. You think like Poon's researching platypuses? You think Poon's fucking platypuses? I heard he's got cancer. Really? Yeah. Is that is that just word around the campfire? Yeah. Like like a Ukrainian on, on dude the said dark it. Wa- oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the the Ukrainian chief of intelligence was like Putin got cancer. There you go. That dude's asshole's falling out. Oh. So, I don't know. I don't know. All right, in guys. Any case. So mammals crazy. So most mammals not venomous. The ones that are are fucked in the head. Yeah. So that means, please, don't try to fuck a platypus. Yeah. Don't okay, do it. Don't do it. It's not a good idea. Kind of sounded like a good idea. What are you? Because you get hypersensitive. Again, Down to there. pain. Yeah, yeah. To pain. Woo. That means if you were like touching some your dick like to that. pee, you'd be crying. It's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm not trying to kink shame. Yeah, this is not a medical podcast, but this is a, a kink podcast. <laughs> Learned a lot of good things <laughs> from this pod. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. no nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right. So let's take a break. And when we come back, let's end by talking about venom as medicine. All sticks are coming. <laughs> let's take a break. <laughs> The following is an actual advertisement. 
A is good old boy Mike. This is good old boy Dave. From Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Sips, Suds, and Smokes covers wine, tea, coffee, distilled spirits, whiskey, scotch, beer, cigars. People whose first name starts with Q. Bad fake British accents. And we always take time to make fun of the people of Alabama. Banned once again. It's a one-hour episode that's mildly entertaining for about 22 minutes. I think mildly would be a vast improvement. Well, we do have the only beer show with the Holy Man. We talk about these products and rate them with our unique rating system, like our Suds 5 rating. Do you really have something better to do with your life for an hour than actually listen to this show? I don't make them think about it. Well, join us on this radio station, podcast network, or via our Android app. All right, guys. So you'd be surprised. Or, well, you wouldn't be surprised. It just seems like we can always jujitsu bad things into good things, right? Yeah. That's just like the dialectic of medicine. Scientists are a curious bunch. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, venom is just chock full of proteins and peptides that do all kinds right. of shit. Very com- complex things. Right, and they're evolved to be useful in disrupting biological processes, right? I mean, the whole point of venom is to do shit in whatever just got jabbed up with the venom, right? Right. So that means that evolution has done a lot of heavy lifting for us when it comes to figuring out ways to fuck with very specific parts of biology. Right. Right. And these venoms hold all of those sexy evolution results ready for scientists to analyze and then adapt for our own use. We've already made some cool shit out of venom. Yeah, yeah. The FDA approved a drug developed in the 1970s from a component of animal venom called Captopril. And Captopril basically is made from peptides and snake venom, or is inspired by peptides and snake venom, that cause hypotension. So mm-hmm. it, it, they're normally things that make your blood pressure drop when you're bitten by a snake by inhibiting a certain enzyme that regulates blood pressure. Captopril can now be used to help treat people with high blood pressure. Because okay. it's like, oh, you have high blood pressure? That's no good. Yeah. Let's give you this drug that brings that down a little bit. Way safer, safer than getting bit by a snake. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it used to be. Yeah, you got high blood pressure. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like I hurt, doctor. You're like, well, it's better than high blood pressure. <laughs> to be honest, that's probably not that great for your blood pressure either. Yeah, right? like, I, I think being chased after by a snake is probably like not that good for Can you. Can you imagine how much you're tripping over rocks? <laughs> some snakes are kind of fast, actually, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some snakes get at you. That's kind of surprising. Why? Well, I don't know, just because snakes, I don't know, they fucking slither. <laughs> fucking legs, right? You, you think we're faster than a snake. But some snakes are pretty fast. I mean, out of things that are fast, I think running around on two legs is actually the weirder thing. Really? How many fast two-legged things are there? Okay, let's all, for oh, Usain Bolt, all right? <laughs> I know, but that's it. <laughs> There's only one human who's ever been fast. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, well, ostriches go like fucking 9,000 miles per hour. Right? Ostriches are okay. I'm Okay, well, that's two examples. Usain Bolt and ostriches. But, no, okay, yeah, Usain but, Bolt's better than an ostrich. Look, but slithering seems slow. Like, four legs, fine, you got me, but like... Yeah. It's a fucking snake! The snake doesn't even have legs. But does it kind of sexy serpentine thing? You get confused? You know what I mean? It does like a Bob Fosse kind of like move at you, and you're like, Ugh! Bob Fosse didn't run fast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, all, let's take like eight steps back. Um, uh, what's another drug? Yeah, great. That we've made from snake venom. That's good. Or from venom. Yes, yes. So, another example is Integralin. Integralin is, again, from a peptide. It's only seven amino acids long, 
okay? But it's part of venom that stops platelets from forming blood clots. Integralin sounds like something that should make, like, a truth serum. Right? Like, you put it in there, like, oh, I banged my sister! Like, you shouldn't get to call something Integralin unless it's about integrity. <laughs> Well, maybe this is maybe this is about integrity somehow. Right. The the integrity of your of, of not your... having blood clots. Does this make sense? No, yeah, it's kind of the really. opposite. Yeah, really. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. It's not my fault. It's not my fault that they named it this way. Okay. It wasn't even scientists' fault. This okay. is like the uh, this is the company. Right. Named it. Integralin. Yeah. All the all these names come from companies. Yeah. yeah. So nowadays we would infuse integralin into people who are experiencing serious chest pain, so that we can reduce the risk of heart attack. Right. And that gets used all the time. All right, okay. And okay. then anti-wrinkle cream. Yeah, from a Swedish company. There's a neurotoxin from snake venom that they're like, you know what? If you rub this on your face, then maybe you won't get wrinkles anymore. I bet the danger sign on that one's pretty funny. <laughs> huh? Don't inject! And, yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. And it's called Snake. <laughs> God damn, dude. Swedes. Wow, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's the fault. And, but I mean, what's kind of exciting about this field is there's a lot to do, right? I mean, there's a lot of venoms. I mean, there's a lot of venoms we just have discussed today that we don't even really understand that well yet. Yeah. So to be clear, uh, I gave like three that I thought were fun and kind of hit different biological processes. Yeah. Those aren't the only three that have been approved. And they're certainly not the only ones that are being researched. Yeah. That are in either clinical trials or are preclinical trials or are in research laboratories that like, like you were saying, yeah. that we literally just don't know what the options are yet. Like platypus venom, we're still learning a lot exactly. about right there's, now. That's the frontier. Yeah. platypus. It really is. And so there's a lot of different places where venom seems like it might be promising. Okay. Right. So things from like painkiller. So even though venom... Causes pain. Often is very painful. A lot of times it will also be able to inhibit certain neurons. It's just when it's all mixed together, when all the stuff is mixed together in the right. venom, the main result is pain. But right. individual parts of it could act as painkillers. Right. Mm. And then there might be stuff for treating a bunch of different diseases, including like cancer. Right. This is maybe even a little bit more straightforward. Cancer is stuff we actually do want to kill. Right. And venom probably has stuff in it that's pretty good at killing cells. That's cool. So maybe we can figure out a way to develop a cancer treatment that will kill those cancer cells right. a little bit more specifically. That's why it's important when you're sucking the venom out of your friend to spit it in a vial. <laughs> Save it for science, right? <laughs> no more suck, Nathan. No more suck out of you. So look. It's going to be a long Sunday for you then, buddy. So I just... I, <laughs> it's going to be six inches long for me. What the fuck is <laughs> happening right now? Seven? I just want to say, for you know, in this venom as medicine thing, Venom is uh, the source of inspiration for these medicines. Right. We don't, like, literally milk a snake for all this stuff. Right. We milk snakes and stuff to make anti-venom. Right. But it's we don't... It's the ass. It we don't even have that many horses. That's probably true, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to these medical products, what we do is we analyze snake venom or venom from something else. We'll find individual components, test what those individual things can do... And then maybe find something new, something exciting. Right. And it's one of the reasons why, uh, for example, there's a lot of drugs, small molecules and things that are actually discovered from coral reefs and things like that. Right. It's because there's things like sea anemones that are producing cool venoms. And we can learn a lot from those guys. And right. The kinds of things that they're making. Uh, and then now all well, the coral reefs are dead. As I said, we got about 10 years to figure that out, yep, man. They're all dead. Yeah. So that's sad. That's okay. Anyway. Yeah. I've never been to one, so, you know, who cares? 
You've never been to a coral reef? Uh, no, I guess I have, actually. You, so you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> we should have given you some of the Integralin. Yeah, that's true. That's you true. tell the truth. <laughs> I'm like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, let's say thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you, Brian Griffin, for Ert. <laughs> uh, PetriDishPod at gmail.com is our email address at dishpodcast on Twitter. And then, yep, patreon.com slash PetriDish for money purposes. Remember, guys, suck the money and save for science. Huh. So, wait, no, no. Suck the venom. <laughs> <laughs> suck the venom and save it so, for science. Again, don't suck any kind of. <laughs> the money is more confused. I don't know why I said money. <laughs> you know, today, don't suck anything, guys. I'm saying. It's no, no suck Sunday. Monday. We release on Mondays. No suck Monday. All right, that's great, everybody. That's great. We will see you all next time. Mm